Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Star Owls. In this episode, we'll reflect on Sheffield Wednesday's strong start to life back in League One and look ahead to another derby this weekend. I'm Steve Jones, one of the Star's sports reporters, and as always, I'm joined by our Owls correspondents, Joe Cran and Alex Miller. Morning, guys. To be honest, I'm, uh, I've been thrown off by my Wi-Fi issue, so I'm a bit stressed. But I was going to ask you, um, have you guys got a nickname for yourselves yet as a duo? No, and we probably should, even though it's a little bit probably a little bit weird for us to have one. We spend so much time. He's basically, you know, people talk about a work wife or a work husband. I feel like we've now gotten past that point now. I genuinely <laughs> speak to Alex more than I speak to my fiance. We went we with Bert and Ernie, I think, at one stage, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that was quite nice. Bert and vibes, but um, yeah, it is, it's uncomfortably close sometimes. <laughs> especially now, especially now at the stadium uh, that they've removed, because obviously there's no... Uh, Covid sort of rules with seating anymore, so now we get to sit right next to each other, just in case we weren't close enough as it was. Hmm. I suppose Jalex has a ring, but I don't know if you. It's got a bit of a Jedward vibe to it. That for me, yeah. yeah. The Beres brothers, the Beres brothers can get behind. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll see. We'll see what people think of uh, of that one. Joe, let's just uh, let's get onto the football quickly then. Um, two wins from the last two. Has that start surprised you? Um, I don't think it surprised me, but I'd have taken it. You know, it's. I think it's one of those where, I, looking at the squad available, I don't think getting seven points from nine is a is a shock because I think they've got a they put a, Darren Darren's put a really good side together. I'm not sure I expected them to um, sort of click the way that they have already. I thought it was going to take a little bit longer. And, Look, don't get me wrong, they're nowhere near the finished product. I think there's a lot more to come from this group of players and I think they will get better. Um, but I think I mentioned in the last podcast, they, they seem to be improving every game and that's really promising. You know, if the fact that we're three games in and there's a marked improvement in every single game that we've watched and play, I think that is, um, yeah, that's really exciting. The last game, Fleetwood, that, that first 20 minutes... I don't remember, me and Alex talking after the game, I don't remember watching Wednesday start a game like that in a long, long time. Alex, what have you made of the first three games? Exactly that. I think especially impressive, you know, everyone wants to see basically what we saw in that first 20 minutes of the Fleetwood game, like like Joe said. You know, time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just they were, they were so confident going forward and they, and they ripped Fleetwood apart, really. Um but the, I mean, the most impressive to me has been the defence, the way that they've just come straight in. And I think I've mentioned it before on this pod. You, you know, once you're you're setting up a a rebuilding team, you'd much rather you were keeping clean sheets and, and things weren't quite so fluid going forward than the other way around. Um, and yeah, that's been hugely impressive. There'll be a test uh, possibly over the next couple of games. Um, Sam Hutchinson went off injured at, at half time, and, and we gather that was an Achilles. Now, that's not the big red flag Achilles. You know, he's going to be out for months that, that maybe people are fearing. Um, you know, th- there was no sort of initial indication that it was going to be a long time out. If you remember with Dominic Orfa, we were told basically straight away um, that, that he'd be out for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I think over the next couple of days, we'll find out a bit more about Sam Hutchinson. Um, but, yeah, that back five is just... And, again, look, I think we've mentioned it before. You look at that back five on paper and it's a championship back five really isn't it so um yeah maybe maybe it's no wonder they've started so well but yeah it's just i'm, just, I'm excited by it you know it's been seven points from now i'm excited where this team can go i'm not counting any chickens and i'm not i'm not saying that 
HMS sale or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's very it's certainly very very encouraging. I'd say. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the HMS shit, but I wasn't sure if we were allowed to swear on this podcast. So um, <laughs> probably be best if we don't. Yeah. <laughs> But on a serious note, obviously, I know that before the start of the season, you both said you expected it to be maybe a little stop-start, perhaps not as, as good as it's been, seven from nine with no goals conceded. But has it changed your expectations of, of what you think Sheffield Wednesday might do this season? Joe, we'll start with you on that one. I don't think so. Not yet. Um, you know, I think, like Alex says, you don't want to get too carried away by a few good results. I mean, you look at Ipswich, for instance, and they've had a bit of a shocking start, but I just don't see a world in, in which they don't pick it up and don't sort of kick on towards the end of the season. Um, well, not towards it, by the end of the season even. Um, I think it's one of those where listening to the players, I think, has been the most interesting for me because they're not looking at, you know, playoffs. They're all talking winning the league. Like, that is that is the goal that they have set themselves. I mean talking to Lee Gregory the other day and Alex was asking him about sort of ambitions for the season and he was pretty clear with it. Like if, if Wednesday don't get promoted this season, it's seen as a, it's seen as a failure. That that's, that's sort of where his head is at. And I imagine he's not the only one, especially because um, if nothing else, most of these players that they've signed are championship footballers. So they don't want to be in league one. You know, they've been convinced to come on board with this project with, with Darren, but, Ideally, they don't, they don't want to be playing League One football. So um, their aim is to get out of this division as quickly as possible. And we we know what can happen if you do end up in League One for you know two, three seasons, because then those two, three seasons become four, five, six seasons, and it can be a very difficult place to get out of. I don't think that the the first three games have, have tempered anything for me really, um, because I do still expect them to be there or thereabouts in terms of. You know, top six. Um, but if they can keep this kind of defensive work going and they can add a little bit more um, attacking flair to the game, I mean, the Fleetwood match, they should have been two or three up at, at half-time, to be honest. And if you put two or three past Fleetwood, I think that you demoralise them and you, you're not the knock them for six a little bit and then you, then you get a few more. But with it being stuck at 1-0, they were... I mean, to be fair to them, they they really stuck at it. I thought they made a real fist of it. You know, I think it would have been easy for them to, um, when Wednesday scored in the fifteenth minute, I think it would have been easy for them to sort of go, oh, not going to be one of them days. Um, but yeah, I think that for me, the the Wednesday were in a position where they will be there or thereabouts coming the end of the season. But what happens between now and then, obviously, will dictate whether that's chasing, you know, automatic promotion or whether that's sort of trying to take the playoff route. On to um, just we'll reflect back for a minute on, on Fleetwood and, and Doncaster. Alex, what did you make of those two games? Obviously, we spoke about that first 20 minutes against Fleetwood. Uh, how did you find, well, what was your takeaway from, from Doncaster and um, and obviously the tension that came with that being a, a reunion for Darren Moore? Yeah, the Doncaster fans made their voices known. Um, I've never heard such disparaging words about the nicest man in football. It was quite disconcerting to them. But yeah, I mean, probably the, the opposite to the Fleetwood game, really. The, the first half was a little bit on their slow and a bit stop start. I I thought Donny probably shaded the, the, the first half for me in terms of chances. Wednesday probably had a little bit more control, but second half couldn't be more different. Wednesday came out and bossed it, really. You know, they had the, the better the midfield. Um, 
scored two goals and and yeah looked looked that bit more threatening you know speaking to to Darren afterwards it was interesting just sounded like it was one fairly straightforward tweak he just asked his midfield to get five meters higher up the pitch and and press that a little bit more and 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 it's it's the sort of thing that you hear on a on a Sunday morning pub games all that you know but it does those little things just make a difference and and looking back on it um it makes perfect sense so yeah the 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 Donny game was a, a solid sort of 2-0 win against a, a team that is, you know, in transition a little bit. I think Donny will get better as the season goes on. Um, and yeah, the, the Fleetwood game, like we said, the boss the first sort of half an hour. I think that there was some frustration across sort of social media, as there always is, no matter what is happening. Um, but at the, at the second half and how things slowed up. But what was impressive for me, I think, the, the last... 15, 20 minutes, you know, they, they close things out, you know, watching Bannon carry the ball 60 yards into the corner and, you know, all this sort of stuff. It, it just, it, it felt like a Wednesday that maybe we've not seen for for a couple of seasons. I'll caveat it all. Obviously, it's early days. I'm not saying anything. I'm not going on record saying that I'm putting a grand on Wednesday to win the league or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say it again, encouraging stuff. Okay. Well, it's uh, I think they're one of five teams who are yet to lose, and obviously three clean sheets out of three. Um, on the clean sheets, Joe Bailey Peacock, Bailey Peacock, Bailey Peacock Farrell. What have you uh, What have you made of his start to life at Hillsborough? Yeah, he's um, he's not really had that much to do, to be honest. But I think that is um, that is probably down to him as well. You know, I think there's an element of goalkeeping that sometimes people don't really think about, and that's the the organisational element of it all. You know, he's... I think the, the biggest compliment I can give him is that the players in front of him seem comfortable with him there. You know, they don't seem to... They're not they're not, they're not panicked when they have to knock it back to him. They're not worried when a cross comes in because they think he's got it. Um, his punching's been good. I think sometimes he probably... If I was to sort of look for a criticism, there are a few times when I've looked at it and thought, maybe could have caught that instead of punching it or parrying it. But the one thing he does do is when he parries it, it goes somewhere else. You know, you know it doesn't go back into... You the look at the... Feet. Sorry? It doesn't go back to the striker's feet. Yeah, exactly. Which, looking at Wednesday's goal against Fleetwood, I mean, yeah, the, the keeper couldn't really have done much more with that. But with a dinner man shot, it went straight into to Gregory and it's, you know, it's an open net. Whereas Peacock Farrell seems to be very on top of his position in that sense. Um and like I say, when he's been called upon, he's he's done what he's needed to do. You know, I think even with the the penalty the other day at the post, but I think even if it had been on target, I think he would have got there because he went the right way and he he's got a he's got a big reach on him. So um, I think you know if people are being critical, they'll say Wednesday have got three clean sheets, but they got lucky with a penalty. But I think he would have got it anyway. So yeah, I, I I've I've been really impressed with him. I think it's a it's the air of calmness that he brings more than anything else that has been that has been most impressive. Because, like I say, from an actual shot stopping perspective, he's not really had that much to do. That's quite impressive from a young keeper. I was looking the other day, and I think the League One clean sheet record is twenty five in a season, so a little way to go yet. Which twenty five seems really impressive as well, by the way, Alex. Yeah, it's a lot. Any the other new boys that have caught your eye, Alex? 
Uh, I'm trying to think who's new because it's it's most of the team now, isn't it? Um, I, I think I think the one that we've waxed lyrical on and, and probably said enough about is Dennis Adenaran, who was impressive again the other night. But big moment for Lee Gregory to get his first goal. George Byers has had, I think, only 90-odd minutes across two games, but looks a real classic operator on the ball. We're, we're speaking to him later today. Uh, what day is it? Thursday. Um, sort of looking forward to that. Um to be honest, this is a massive cop-out, but there hasn't been one that you look at and go, that's a bit of a slow start. You know, I think all of them have more or less had large moments of at least one of the games so far. Those that have played, because they're still Corbinu and, and So and, you know. Um, but yeah, like Jack Hunt, I thought was was good the other night as well. Um, First half, Jack Hunt was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, fantastic. It just, just offers that bit bit of injection of, of something from out wide, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, they, they've all, like I say, it's a massive cop-out, isn't it? But they, they've all sort of settled in. Dennis Adenaran probably shades it as the star man. I'm really quite excited about George Byers as well. Joe, notwithstanding, obviously, this strong defensive record we've talked about, would you have expected to see a bit more from players like Massimo Luongo and, and Shea Dunkley? Um, not really. Just purely because, you know, me and, me and Alex were talking about the other night that, Darren is being very, very cautious when it comes to player fitness and player injuries. And, you know, with someone like Shea, for instance, he was brought on because of Sam Hutchinson taking a knock and he um, he got 45 minutes in his legs, didn't concede. Um, and after the game, Darren was saying he's got a big role to play for Wednesday this season. And I think the same probably goes for Massimo Luongo. It's we all know what League One's about. It's a long old slog. You, you, you're going to get injuries. You're going to get suspensions. You're going to get people who aren't available for whatever reason. And um, I think with 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 Luongo, he obviously played quite a bit in, in pre-season. He's in a position now, again, where he's he's genuinely in contention. And I'm sure he's, he's dead chuffed about that. But um, I'm sure there's an element of, of Darren not wanting to rush him back as well and, and throw him into games when the intensity is quite high and there's a sort of a, a chance of, of picking up a knock. Also, that being said, you can't really fault that midfield three. You know, from a from a Wednesday perspective, I mean, Adeniran was pushed out wide um, the other night, but in the, when when they have started as a three, Adeniran, Wing and, and Bannon have looked really good and obviously Baez is now coming in and, and done well there as well. I think Luongo could be a player, um, interestingly, for instance, who, when you are playing a team like Rotherham, when you're maybe not expected to be so expansive, that he is a player you maybe bring in because he's a, a lot more defensive-minded than, than the other three are. So I think it's going to be a case of, with Luongo, um, for instance, he he might get utilised a little bit more when Wednesday aren't sort of going for the jugular like they were against Fleetwood, for instance. Okay, interesting stuff there. Transfers. It feels like it's been a really quiet week because nothing's happened. But are we expecting any more? <laughs> is it 13 now? I think we, it was yeah. 13 was the last count, wasn't it? Are we expecting anything more before the end of the seat, uh, the window? Because, I mean, it's still still a little while to go yet as well. They, they still want a striker, don't they, if they can? I think so. I'm, I'm, we're tired. We don't want any more. Like, <laughs> This it's fine, you know. They've got seven points from nine, Darren. Just, just leave it, leave it be, please. Um, yeah, a, 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 another striker would be nice. To be fair, I think sort of uh, cover all bases. Josh Windass is going to be out till 
sort of the end of October, I think he he, he posted on social media himself. So uh, yeah, another strike. And me and Joe have spoken about this quite a lot. You know whether he might be tempted to pull one of his rabbits out of a hat and and get maybe some young starlet from you know one one of the super clubs in in the country like he's done at, at Donny and stuff before. So that that would be quite exciting, I think. Any outgoings, Joe? Uh, I think I think there'll be a few more. I think I don't think there'll be any major outgoings. Um, seeing some links with Barry Bannon being linked away again, but having spoken to Barry ourselves recently, I don't see a scenario in which he leaves this football club right now. Um, obviously, never say never on this stuff, but um, he's also started the season brilliantly. We haven't spoken about Bannon, but he's he's not had a bad game yet. He's been brilliant throughout. He makes everyone tick. He's clearly far too good for this league. Um, and I think that he's a player that we could potentially be talking about the end of the season as a, you know, player of the year, not just for Wednesday, as in for the the entire division. And um, but in terms of outgoings, I think, you know, I I still reckon we'll be seeing your Josh Duodus and your Charles Hagens and um, possibly Kieran Brenning, those youngsters going out on loan. Um, where where that will be, there's been no sort of real indications yet. I think. The, the thing with the, the National League loans that I think is probably important to explain is that uh, National League, you can be recalled at any point. So, you know, I would think that Alex Hunt, for instance, probably could have got um, a League Two loan. Um, I think he's good enough. I don't think he's a, a National League player. But um, the fact that he's gone National League means that he can be brought back at any point. You know, if, if Wednesday had a midfield crisis all of a sudden next week, they could bring Alex back. Whereas if you're in league football if you're in the EFL uh, you have to wait till January um, so that I think is possibly a reason why um, we're seeing a couple of the boys going National League rather than going at a higher level um, obviously with Cameron Dawson it's a bit different because they want him to play they want him to have a full season of, of actual regular football but yeah I can see a few more of the youngsters going out but in terms of senior players I, I don't think Darren will be looking to to move anybody on at this point now that was going to be my next question. Was it just loanees or senior players? But you've answered it. So we'll move on to Rotherham. If last week was the Darren Moore derby, can this one be the Lewis Wing derby or the Richard Wood derby? I, I did a, a podcast with some with the Rotherham fan thing last night and they are fuming about Lewis Wing. Well, Paul but... Warren, I, I saw some quotes from Paul Warren essentially said they were, they were in for him again, but in a nutshell, he chose to sign for a, a bigger club. So I think Saturday could be another interesting one. Joe, before we talk about the game itself, I wanted to ask you, if Donny was more of a derby for, for Donny fans than the Owls fans, then what's this one? Is it more of the same or is there a bit more spice yeah. in there? No, I think it's it's obviously with the Rotherham, with Rotherham, because it's, cause it's really, really close. Um, there is... It's, it's another one of those where it does feel like it's more important to them than it is to us. But I won't lie... Losing to him twice last season wasn't fun. Um, you know, there's the the, the with, with Rotherham, there's a the Toy Town nickname and all that kind of stuff. That it's it is a little bit a little bit nastier than than Donny. You know, we we're talking last week with Liam, and it, I don't think anyone any Wednesdayites there's really any sort of animosity with with Doncaster Rovers. Whereas with Rotherham, there is a little bit. It is it is a lot. It does feel a lot more feisty than than the Donny game. That's for sure. So, Alex, what's um, the opinion of Lewis Wing in the Rotherham camp then? Uh, well, there, there were three chaps on there. One wasn't bothered. The other two would rather not talk about it. I think mm. that was the general sort of gist of it. Um, 
because as we've seen, he's, he's clearly an important player. He was an important player for Rotherham last year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting actually gathering what they had to say. You know, Rotherham have had a similar start, haven't they? They've won uh, two three, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it should be a good game and a, and a real test of this young, young as in, you know, how far the, the team's still got to go. Uh, rebuild at Wednesday. Do you, um, well, it's obviously expected to be a sellout. Joe, how much of a difference do you think that'll make to to the game? Just the fact that it'll be a really raucous crowd. Obviously, it's um, it's all condensed in uh, the uh, the New York Stadium there. I just hope that it's warmer than last time. That's my only hope for the game. <laughs> and that there's no drones involved. Because last time was, was a mess. It was freezing cold. The game got postponed because the drone flew over the pitch at the start and it was like everyone was confused. No one really knew what was going on. Stadium was empty. It was yeah, it was it was and we lost 3-0. Tom Lee's got sent off. Horrible day. I really it was a really bad night out that one. Um but yeah, I think the fans have been the fans have been big for Wednesday. I mean, we've spoken about it at length. You know, we we've asked all the players and we've asked Darren about it and all that kind of stuff. But it does it feels different, doesn't it, Alex? You know, that like when when the game starts and there's the Ohio Silver Line at the start of it, and when we, we spoke to Dennis Denneran about sort of whether it actually does make a difference, and he's like, it makes the world a difference. When you go in for a tackle and you hear that roar, it makes you want to go again. So you find that little bit of extra adrenaline. Yeah, Dennis adrenaline um, to, to keep pushing and, and, and get up and go for the next one. And I think um, obviously Wednesday are going to take a, a big crowd to rob from that. that that sold out as you'd expect from Wednesday. I, I can't imagine there's not there's going to be many games that Wednesday's away following don't sell out this season. So um yeah the atmosphere should be great and it, it's it's quite nice at Rotherham. I, I I've actually never been when there's a crowd there. You know, my first time to a, a game was was last season when it was empty. Um so it'll be nice for me personally to to go to a local derby when it is um when it is kicking on, you know, like when there's a bit of a, a bit of a crowd there. So I'm looking forward to it. I think like Alex says, it'll be, it'll be a tough game. I also think it'll be Wednesday's toughest one so far. I don't think they've had a, a game as, as difficult as this one yet. You've, uh, you've bursted my next question as well. I was going to say after Fleetwood and Doncaster, it does feel like this is going to be a step up from a team that notwithstanding Charlton and what they could do this season, but a team that you'd probably tip at, at minimum to be in the top half as well. Yeah, that's, that's always Joe's problem. He just gives a little bit more. You know what I mean? He throws out all these uh, the agendas. That's that's yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had, I don't know whether I should say this or not. I'd rather him to go up, actually, I think, in my preseason predictions. It just, it just feels like a well-run and sort of settled club. And obviously, they, they've lost you know, one, or, one or two big players. But I think Paul Warren's a, a good operator and... and they certainly know how to get out of League One, don't they? So yeah, it'll be a big, big test. Rotherham will be bang up for it. It's what what Joe was saying there about the New York Stadium. It's one of my favourite ones to go to. I sort of, I really like it as well. Yeah, it, 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 those, those new stadiums. I think it makes a difference when it's still in the. You know, it's walking distance from the town centre. I mean, it's more or less in the town centre. Um, and yeah, the, the sort of the outset of my journalism career, if you like. That, that I was sent there quite a lot. And so, yeah, it, it's it's a nice one. Definitely. It's, it's definitely one to look forward to. I think it's three promotions in five years for Rotherham. So uh, it should be um, a bit of a ding-dong derby, I think. 
Well, that brings us to an end for this week. Thanks to everyone who's persisted this far, and we'll see you again after Rotherham next week. Don't forget you can still subscribe to the star for just £1 a month. Use the code KICKOFF21 at the star forward slash subscriptions forward slash sports. Thanks for listening.